All right, so here we are again, SHOT Show 2023 with the Williams sisters, just like we were last year, this time without microphones. <laughs> so, um, We feel right. so cool, like interviewers and stuff. <laughs> it's like, sit again. <laughs> <laughs> right. That was all the breaking news we had. <laughs> newsflash, newsflash. All right, so 2022 is over. 2023 is beginning. Have you guys shot a match yet this year? Only I local match. Only local matches. I shot a concealed carry match in a TNS. Okay. I, uh, is that like an IDPA? Um, no. They have. It's like they made their own rules. Oh. For basically, so it's like IPSC kind of hit factor scoring, but it has everything has to be concealed. So with vest, without, or just doesn't matter. As just long as you can't see everyday it. concealed carry. Okay. Yeah, so like I just wore a sweatshirt. My crossbreed belt was there. So what about then, what about divisions? Like, are they all separated? Uh, optics and irons is how they separated it. Oh, okay. So no minor, major, nope. just optics, irons. irons. Yep. Other than that, no. Yeah, because it was more, it was less of a who's going to win, more of a get your carry gun, see if it works, because a lot of the people's guns did not work. And it was like, well, this is what's supposed to protect you. Like, and they're like, oh, I guess I need to change my ammo or fix the gun or whatever. I was like, well, this is a perfect match to try it out at. Oh, wow. Now, is that just something local to where you guys just, are? Yeah, just local. I, maybe other ranges run it, but as of right now, like, we're just running it as a local club match. That sounds Okay. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Any magazine limitations? No. So it's literally just whatever you can. Yeah, all the round counts are under 10 rounds, though. So it's pretty much just very, like... So you can literally do the entire stage with a mag. Yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully nobody ever has to shoot more than 10 <laughs> rounds. So yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah. All right. So we were talking earlier. Um, you both are going to shoot carry optics nationals. Yes. All right. Then... I already know what you're shooting in September. That's PCC. You haven't decided. I haven't decided yet. Um, I'm still learning the optics and trying to decide, like, when I do shoot optics, what am I going to shoot? And so it's, I don't know if I'm going to shoot open or PCC. I've done a little bit of PCC. Haven't shot open much, but shooting carry optics, I feel, is going to prepare me for both of those. So, we'll see. I don't know yet. We'll see if she'll let me borrow her open guns. I know the only reason why she could borrow my open gun is if she cleaned it every day like I do. <laughs> and so, most likely, she won't be able to borrow my open gun. But, we'll see. Cleaning a gun every day? I shoot 1911s, man. They just run. I don't have to clean. I clean them once a month, maybe. Do you? I, this is a little bit more personal, so you don't have to answer, but do you have a boyfriend? No. Okay, I was going to say, maybe you could talk him into cleaning the gun for you. Carson <laughs> did clean my carry He does. Gun. He loves when he visits. He loads her ammo. He cleans her gun. He loaded 2,000 rounds the last time he was down while I was helping my mom can. I literally was like, oh, my gosh, you're amazing. Because wow. if you know me, I would rather clean guns. I'd rather do the dishes than load. I hate loading. Like, it's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing you can do to make it better unless you push a button. But, right, and it does like, it itself. Dad, <laughs> like right. Dad, pretty much stopped loading for us like a year or two ago. So oh, he's I like you guys are old enough now. When we yeah. we were 
able to be trusted after that. Mm -hmm. There were some incidences where <clears throat> somebody had issues, so we weren't allowed to load for a while. <laughs> Someone I was temporarily my... banned from <laughs> Temporarily <loading>. banned. <laughs> uh, I haven't done it since. Okay, so learning has occurred. Yes. All right, there you go. That's life. That the powder has to be in the shell <laughs> the bullet on the breast. Oh. So they were dummy rounds. You were just loading exactly. dummy rounds. Yeah. Exactly. You got to look at what you're doing instead of dancing and loading. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that. Mmm. Okay. <laughs> was that before or after TikTok? Uh, that was before. That was when I was like 11. <laughs> so. Oh, goodness. That was a while back. Yeah. So. Okay. I've learned from that, so we're good. Were you knowing how tall you are at 18, right? Uh-huh. How tall were you at 11? Could you see into the brass casing to I see if there was a stool? That's what stools are for. Stool. Okay. I still use, I use an empty, because my dad set up the press and stuff on this reloading bench we've had since we were little, little. And he set it up for his height. But even to this day, I'm still not as tall as him. So I use an empty <laughs> old gun box from like when I first started shooting, like my first gun box that I my gun came in, and I stand on that and I load to this it's day. It's like on this it. tall. It's it just is, enough. It's just enough for me to just like peek over and load. <laughs> so it's like four inch heels. I mean, basically, just yeah. Just flat. <laughs> if I loaded in heels, that would be perfect. That would be it. Now, I feel like you're. That wouldn't be very comfortable after a little no, while. No, no. If you're only loading a thousand rounds or something, it's not too bad. Okay. Yeah. You guys <laughs> shoot more than that, so. Yeah. A thousand rounds does not go far. <laughs> it's weird to say. But. All right. So then, so we have carry optics in June. You have PCC and open at the beginning of September. Same weekend that carry optics nationals was last year is. Open and PCC. When is World Shoot? Is that the end of October? Um, it just is October twenty twenty three. It just said October, but it, there, okay. it may be moved. It may be moved. We don't know. We don't know what's going on. So, okay. Um, so that's still hanging in the air. It's still it hanging. Yeah. It doesn't okay. matter when it's happening. I'm going to We're it. We're going to <laughs> it. So. Okay. Yeah. And so then, as we talked earlier, all of irons are in October so do you know what you're gonna do so I'm neither just, one of you knows no, what we you're gonna because shoot because we both shoot all the irons are divisions I mean that's what we grew up doing we're shooting irons and to this day irons are still still my love um mm -hmm. I love my irons um so I don't know what I'm gonna do because I shoot all of them I'll probably just let her pick one and then whatever she doesn't shoot I'll pick from there and then yeah. But the others kind of run free. Okay. So. so it would be limited production, limited 10, revolver, single stack, mm -hmm. all in one. Yes. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> I assume limited 10's out, though. Probably not going to do that. It depends because... I won it last year, so I might, like, I don't know. I like There's always something to defending your title, I guess, but... Because I can use my Colt 45 for that and just use 10-round mags, and it shoots beautifully, so. Oh, okay. It's, nothing's out except oh. for revolver. <laughs> I did that once. Um, yes, you did. <laughs> so everything is not out except for revolver. Okay. Yeah. My, my wife asked me today, she's like, 
do they shoot revolvers? I was like, they have, but they don't. But they we don't. shoot revolvers <laughs> for hunting. How about yeah. that? <laughs> okay. Do optics revolvers. You know, if they had that, I would probably shoot that because it would be fun. I'm just kidding. I feel like that would be more fun. It would be. <laughs> but also put the targets out a little bit further, make them a little bit more challenging. Yeah. I mean, Colt's got some guns that would do it. Oh, so yeah. So they, for sure. But that whole reloading thing. I had such a big blister after Nationals that one year I shot it. You have to it. be so precise. <laughs> yeah, it's and, not, and coordinated to do it. I yeah, it's not like, like you can have a magwell. No. On like even cylinder. in single stack, like even though like we do have a magwell, it's very small. And you still have to be precise, but it's not the same as getting a little bullet inside of a revolver cylinder. <laughs> right. It's like trying to speed load one of those hundos, you know, case gauge stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not happening. No. <laughs> Now, how area matches? Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> now, are, how is that looking for this year? Um, quite a few area matches. We're like, not doing all of them. No, I feel like we're gonna probably we're gonna do one. Definitely doing two, maybe three, and then. I don't think we're gonna do three. Okay, we're not doing as many as we did in twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one, we did all of yep. them. We did quite a few last year. Um, um, we're going to do Area 8 because we've never been to, I think it's in Pennsylvania. So we've never been there. So we're trying okay. to pick matches now because we've been to a lot of places and shot a lot of matches. Trying to pick matches that we haven't been there before. We want to explore more of USPSA in the different regions. So Area 8, we haven't been there. Okay. Um, area 6 is in... I think North Carolina. North Carolina. We've yeah. been there. We like it there. Um, area sevens in Maine. I love Maine. That Maine range and those people in Maine. Oh my God, they're awesome. So okay. much fun. If the winters weren't so horrible, I would consider moving out there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Maine's not bad. Mm -hmm. I haven't been to that one. Um, now, what about, you said shooting places you've not shot before. What about Caribbean Open? We're going to that one. Going to that one. Oh, yep, that's the first week in February, so that's coming up quick. Yeah, it so, is, like two weeks away. Yes. Yeah, so next week we're going to Florida for the Pan American Extreme. We're going to shoot that. This episode is brought to you by Laser App, L-A-S-R App. They specialize in laser dry fire training, super convenient, and not to mention super cheap. You can use anything for a dry fire target and any device with a camera for capturing the laser hits. There's even a 30-day money-back guarantee. And it's veteran-owned, Semper Fi, Ben. You can utilize multiple targets and multiple cameras. It can be as complex or as simple as your heart desires. They even sell steel challenge banners. They sell CERT guns and the CERT AR Bolt so you can practice indoors with your AR for free. There's a newsletter and a forum you can join. When you sign up for the newsletter, they'll send you a free six-part video series. Check out their website. It's a smorgasbord of items to make you better faster. Use the affiliate link on our website or at the bottom of our podcast notes and on YouTube for a 15% discount. Also, use our coupon code in the store for 10% off of other items not necessarily covered by our affiliate link. Thanks for your support, everyone. Without your support, this podcast would be difficult to maintain. Friday, Saturday, and then hopefully Sunday if we make shoot-offs. 
and then we go back to Phoenix for two days, and then we go to Puerto Rico for Caribbean Open. Okay, now Caribbean Open. You don't live in Phoenix, so what's no. in Phoenix? <laughs> That's where my boyfriend lives. He also oh, shoots. Okay. He's also going to the Caribbean Open. Okay. Um. Yeah. All right. Well, then that makes sense. It's like yes. a partial home base. It's like partial her. home base because flying out of St. George is really tough. There's not a lot of flights out. You always have to take that little plane to a bigger airport. So flying from Phoenix, there's direct flight. Okay. So it's like, yes. So you guys are kind of like Rachel and um, Blaine? Yeah, sort of like that. Gotcha. Long distance yeah. for now. Really for long. now. It's like it's seven not, hours. I see not, him. She sees him a lot. I get to see him today, so I'm really excited. <laughs> but... Um, I can't like it's seven hour drive, so we I see him quite a bit. Yeah, you guys flew from Utah to here. We drove. Yeah. So really? two hours. We are going from Saint hour? two hours. Two hours from Saint George. Yeah. Two hours from here to Saint George. Yeah, because Saint George is in the very southwest corner of Utah. Utah. You drive ten minutes out of town south, you're in Arizona. Yeah. So we drove from Saint George to here, and then from here we're going to Phoenix, from where Jay Lee's is going to shoot an IDPA. Uh, her first major match of the year, and I'm oh. teaching Saturday, Sunday in Rio for our class. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's an IDPA major match? Uh, yeah, the South Mountain Showdown. So I'm trying to shoot a little bit more IDPA. I'm trying to expand my shooting horizons and shoot more different shooting sports, you know, keep things interesting. I mean, we've shot USPSA so long. Not that it gets tiring, because it's always interesting, and we love shooting USPSA, but... It's uh, it's good to experience other shooting sports. Yeah, like the Pan American Extreme, Caribbean yes. Open, IEPA. Yeah. And it seems yeah. like more shooters are trying out IDPA yeah. and exploring that more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, well, their the rules are, are becoming better. Some more, we've heard it's a little more relaxed now than it yeah. was, and now people are understanding, like, hey, like, if you experience and learn, and if you go to the right ranges, it's fun. Um, it's yeah. It's a new opportunity. For the people skills. that I shoot with the IDPA, they're awesome shooters. I know them so well, and uh, the closest range to us that does IDPA is in Grand Junction, and I love going to the Grand Junction range. Cameo, uh, shooting an education complex, and uh, Walt Pru, who runs the range there, is amazing, and they're so helpful with the IDPA and everything. Now, how far is Cameo from St. George. It's about five hours. It's okay, really it's quick. A little, yeah. yeah, it's a little longer, but not too bad. A little long. It's not it's too bad. Long. Like, I'll go there for a weekend, and I'll train and shoot IDP with them. It's good. I like it out there. Now, what division do you normally shoot in IDPA? Uh, I shoot ESP. Yes, ESP. And I shoot my uh, Colt Gold Cup single stack in that. Okay. Now, are you not doing a whole lot of IDPA or? Um, I'm doing it when it's necessary. <laughs> okay. Um, so I shot two matches last year of IDPA, the Rocky Mountain Regionals, which I ended up doing really well at. I won the whole match, but I shot PCC there. And then I went to Nationals, and then I won the Optics Lady Champion, um, which was pretty cool. Uh, this year, I think I'm doing maybe one match in IDPA. I'm more focused on World Shoot um, uh, okay. and Carry Optics Nationals because those are nationals for pcc like i'm shooting for that one number one spot like this year and then chaotics nationals obviously trying to re do a, re a, a repeat right yeah so so now but that brings up a question again it's a standalone match mm -hmm. last year there was a huge turnout i'm sure it's going to be exactly the same this year um have you 
guys heard are all the same ladies returning? More ladies? I believe so. I, I know Ashley's going. Yeah. I know Morgan's going, which okay. are always fabulous to shoot with. We love shooting with Sometimes. them. Um, and and I, I bet you like Jessica, both Jessicas and maybe Linda and stuff are doing that again this year. But yeah, yeah. that was okay. it. Was awesome shooting with all of us together last year. I mean, it was it was on your edge of your seat. Well, just and fighting I, for it. Yeah, and I just talked to Mason and Kay, mm -hmm. and we talked about the difference because I brought up how differently the two super squads <laughs> yeah. were. Very like, different. I said on the on the guy side, it was like if if one of the shooters had had a heart attack and died, nobody would have cared. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. Been like, oh, one less person that I have to compete against. On the women's side, it was like it was a party on the it women's was a side. Party. Like and even though it was stressful, we were all like fighting for it and stuff. We were still cheering each other on. If somebody had an awesome stage, we were like, oh yeah, man, that was an awesome stage. Like, dude, that's so good. Yeah, it was very intense on one. Yeah. Very intense. And then yeah, completely Just different. different. <laughs> completely very different. different. Yeah, it was it was interesting from like being in that top three like standpoint. Me, Morgan, and Ashley like. Every single stage, like, you'd be like, this is literally, like, anyone's game right now. Like, it is amazing how far women have come in the last five years, skill level-wise, now that we're all competing, like, that top spot. Like, it's really, like, an extra step, extra shot, one mic. Like, it really matters that much now. So We're all pushing each other really hard. The So when, as soon as Carry Optics Nationals, like, the last shots were fired, I knew who had won on both sides, but they were so close on the men and women's. I literally had four different things prepared to be put out for the men and four for the women. Because yeah. I was like, I literally don't so know tight. who. Yeah. yeah, I literally didn't know who was going to win. I'm like, all right, if I'm going to push something out, then I need to have the top four all ready to go so that I can just go, oh, this one and this one, go, you know, yeah. send. Exactly. That's yeah. how it was like. It was really Came crazy. Down to the last stage. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, literally. Yeah. On both well, sides. Yeah. Well, no. kind of had it in the bag. He <laughs> did, as long as he didn't have a catastrophic failure. I think he was up by 40 points. Mm -hmm. So he, as long as he didn't have a catastrophic failure, yeah. he should have been good. But man, the three of you were like, what, 15 points spread we in the top close. three? And then you were like 20? I was, yeah, I was. Something like that? Yeah, the four of us, within the four of us, we were all within 50 points. And then okay. I was I was trying to podium because I had never shot carry optics <laughs> before. I'm like, okay, I'm going to try and podium and try and keep up with them. And I was, I had the most consistent match of my life, honestly. I was constantly like third, fourth on each stage between the women. I was like third, fourth, third, fourth. And I just didn't quite make it, but yeah, we were all really tight. I think I missed third by 15 points. Yeah, I know that like going into each day, like the first day I had the lead and then going to the second day I had the lead and then going to the third day I had the lead. But like my, I, every single day I had just this catastrophic failure on one stage which just set me back. Like, and so like I had it and I would have the, and then I still had the lead, and then I would have it, and then like, mm. I would like drop again. So like, hopefully this year, um, I'm practicing a lot more carry optics earlier instead of only a okay. month before. <laughs> like, okay. This was kind of crazy on my part last year, but I'm finding I'm my trigger control, which was my biggest struggle last year, was a disaster factor. But this year, I'm really starting to truly understand the prepping when I have to, and 
it's just a miracle what you can hit when you actually prep a trigger. Um, so I'm really excited for that this year. It's really giving me a lot of confidence just like in myself, like, yeah, I can hit that target versus like, oh my gosh, I better send three or four at it. So I've not shot PCC, but I have shot carbines before. So feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, okay? I feel like you can get a little, get away with a little more trigger slop with the PCC. Yes, 100%. I, I'll be honest, I've never once, from my understanding, prepped the trigger at a difficult target. Okay. I, I come off the trigger, and I just full send on the slap, because that's where I get my fastest split, is just... See, so, I'm the opposite, where I prep, like, even when, like, I got a three-yard target, like, I still have that prep. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Now, it's very quick, but it can still feel But still, it. you do. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. I'm a very controlled person <laughs> when it comes to my shooting. <laughs> that gets me in trouble sometimes. I, I, I could actually, I could see that. I mean, and that, that, but that also reflects the different personalities Exactly, here. yeah. So, yeah. I get it. No big deal. This so, thing's more full zen, but she's uh, she's picked up consistency really well in the last year. She's just done so good about it. I'm, I'm kind of impressed. <laughs> now, do you think that work on your trigger prep is going to translate it all to PCC? Um, or you think you're just going to slap, slap, slap? To be honest with you, I think I'm just going to slap it. Okay. Um, for PCC right now, I'm really trying to work on my foot speed and explosive okay. movement because if I compare myself and Max's video, which is which is the comparison right now, um, he gets me a lot um, in between positions. He gets everybody. Exactly. So I've been going to the gym a lot more. I've been trying to lift heavy and do a lot more like squats and stuff to really get my explosive movement. And hopefully with that combined with my speed, which I can't keep up with Max on my speed, but I can, I can hang with him, I feel like. Um, to the best that I can. I feel like the two combinations and my consistency is really going to help me get closer to him. And I, I will never say I'm going to I'm going to beat Max this year. I just my goal is to just get close as I can with my ability. I mean, last year, my dad was like, "Do you think you could have done that much better?" And I'm just like, "Dad, literally, it was like one of the best matches I've ever shot in my life, and just happened to be at nationals. All I want to do is try and like repeat the performance next year. Like, I just want to have." A consistent match and um, hopefully it, it turns out well I'm just next like a lot of people are like are you trying to win it next year I'm like well this year I'm like this year really I'm just looking for a happy consistent spot I don't care if I'm top five I'm hoping top ten obviously but I just want a performance I'm happy with with what I know I can do with my skill level now when you say top five hopefully top ten are you talking overall or and over the men, yeah, in the okay. division, yeah. All right, um, that's what I thought you meant. I wanted to clarify. Yeah, um, I'm mostly looking at I couldn't at imagine you being happy women's top ten. No, no, I'm going for that number one spot for women, yeah, for okay. sure. Yeah, right. it's mostly, right now I'm looking more for what can I achieve in the men's section right now. And the lady is um, a goal of mine as well, but if I can compete with Max, I can do well in the ladies. For sure. <laughs> and now, let's, yeah. what are you doing agility wise like what are you training because i feel like look i, I played football mm -hmm. um and a, i played a bunch of different positions but the one where i felt i needed i've played running back linebacker um and defensive back right. and the one where i felt i needed the most agility was really defensive back because you're reacting to what the other person is doing so you've got to be quick and 
one of the things that I've talked to people about, and, and there's no, I haven't heard anybody talk about it, but was loading your legs. Mm -hmm. And so I emulated, I've been, I was born in Dallas, so I've been a Cowboys fan my entire life. But there's a lot, it was a, um, an Oakland Raider defensive back who I emulated because he would squat. So he would squat down and get real low. And I found that worked perfect for me because even though I was quick, very quick, uh, and I had good top line speed, it still allowed me to quickly load and offload my weight so I could quickly change direction. So that's where I feel the USPSA is. It's a lot of move in, move out. So it's that quick side to side. So yeah. what are you doing so specifically? The two things mostly I'm doing, I'm doing a lot of squats just for okay. that explosive power up. Right. And then another really big thing that I have found that I think helped me a lot is ladder drills. Okay. Um, like ladder and training. Exactly. So like I, I like the ladder just because you have a place you need to be and then you need to leave that place like very quickly. Right. Um, so I'm doing a lot of squats and ladder drills. I'm really hoping to strengthen up my, my legs for that power to explode. Because I have a little like I mean I have longer legs than she does, obviously, but I am I'm no, I'm no Scott Green or Nils Johnson. Like my, oh. my strides are half theirs, right? right? So I need to be able to pick that up somewhere else and I, I think that's gonna be in my position to position work so I'm really hoping because I know Max does a lot of squats he does a lot of like when he oh, works out he does a lot of weightlifting so I know wow. where that's where he gets a lot of his power so I'm like that's what I need to do but you also don't want to lose quickness so exactly. you've got to have that balance you got to have yeah. the plyometric training and the weight at the same Ladder time Ladder squats yeah. mm -hmm. okay yeah. where a lot of people um, lose time and stuff is like you said, you gotta stay low, and when they get to a position, they'll automatically stand up. So I've if you can that. stay low throughout the and have that leg strength to stay low and same level throughout the stage, that's where you can pick up. Even though it's a couple tenths, like you have five spots in the stage and you pick up two tenths per stage, that's a second. You can still yeah. That's a lot of time that's when you're competing so close like they are. And just Max wiped us all on time. Like, he wasn't even trying, <laughs> which hurt our, all of our souls just a little bit. Um, well, he, he's very quick with that gun. Yeah. yeah. He's so, so He's good. in and out. Yeah. The way he moves with that gun. So, Kita, do you guys follow her or have you considered doing any of the movement stuff? We're, we, so we did like an online tra uh, a training program at the hospital for our athletes. That's where we got a lot of our movement okay. um, from. And then also we're taking a, like a class this year from some top level shooters. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. About movement? Um, just shooting in general. Okay. Um, I know she put movement in what she wanted to work on. I put trigger control um, on okay. what we wanted to work on from that class. So I'm hoping we get a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The hospital, like when we were going, we went for about a year and we just skyrocketed when it came to our movement. Like it was easy to see the difference. And so what we learned there, I mean, has helped us a lot. And we just keep doing that because we keep seeing uh, improvements. So don't. This episode is brought to you by Gun Butter. Gun Butter is a premier lubricant for your rifle or pistol. They have grease for parts that need it, like lugs on a bolt gun. Man, do I love a bolt gun. It's a proprietary blend that they won't even trademark so as not to have to give away their trade secrets. Check out the video I put up on YouTube. 
Uh, look for another one coming soon. I even ran into Rick Powers, an RO at Carry Optics Nationals. He switched to it after listening to our podcast with Mason Litchfield. He loves it. Rob Epifania uses and loves it. Frank Shu uses it and loves it. Use Casual Shooter 20 and save 20% on checkout. Thanks, but uh, it's not broken, I guess. So, in this class you went to for a year, obviously I assume they showed you exercises or different things you could do to increase <laughs> here and there, but were there like sit-down classes where you talked about the whys and how these work, or is it just... In order to move to do this, you need to do these exercises. So the place we actually went to, Ron Avery, started making a program for shooters at that place. Okay. And then unfortunately he passed away, and we came in and they're like, "Did you know Ron Avery?" And we're like, "Yeah, like he's been our like he was our trainer for like the longest time." And they're like, "Yeah, like they started a program like." And so, like, they knew what we were doing because Ron had talked to them about it. So, like, we were training. We were the only shooters in that class, but we were training with a lot of football players, a lot of soccer players, okay. a lot of tennis players. Because yeah, they have to be faster on their feet, yes. and they ought to change directions, which is exactly what we need to do. We just have a gun in our hand. So it really helped a lot, um, direction changes, um, mm -hmm. how to move. Um, we even did, like, eye movement drills and yeah. stuff. So yeah, Ron worked with them on. It was pretty okay. interesting. But um, we took some of that, and now we go to the gym and like, train on my... Do you that. still do some of those eye exercises or <laughs> So they gave you, like, these, <laughs> these strobe glasses that they would turn on, and it would it would flash black and white. Are they trying to make you have a seizure? Obviously. I mean, basically and not. basically, they would throw tennis balls at you, and you would catch it. <laughs> So what they were trying... Hopefully. Yeah, well, sometimes you got in the face. <laughs> but you learn pretty quickly to It move. makes you stronger. <laughs> um, but we would just, we would catch a tennis ball, and what it was trying to do is make your eyes um, see basically quicker. Like right, as as pick up on the like, object yeah, quicker. exactly. Okay, do you think it helped? Oh, yeah. I think sure. so. I mean, when, when we started going to it, I'd been training for them for six months or whatever, and that's when, the first time I took 10th at PCC Nationals. So I think a lot of that helped with my footwork yeah. and stuff. And of course, they would do tests nice. every six months, and you can see the appearance. Check your progress. And check the progress. Yeah, okay. So that's great. Did you see little progress or a lot of progress, or how did they... I mean, within the first six months, we definitely seen a lot of progress. Okay. Now it's just more like, like, I'm not out of breath when I'm down the stage. Also, breathing. you got to breathe when you shoot. <laughs> I didn't know if you knew that, but you got to yep. breathe Yeah. <laughs> yep. Unless you're shooting long-range rifle, then you want to pause. Yeah. You don't hold your breath. Shoot you at pause. the end of the breath. Exactly. There's that natural respiratory mm -hmm. pause at the end, and then you shoot. Mm -hmm. So uh, I've done a lot of that. Yeah. So I know we that did well. a lot of that when we were hunt learning to shoot and stuff when we were little, little. And okay. learning to hunt and stuff with our dad. So now how, when did you guys kick off, carry optics being June, you know, most people can't wait till February or March to start mm -hmm. training like they normally would right. for nationals being at the end of summer. Mm -hmm. When did you guys start back up training for? January 2nd. January 2nd. January 2nd. Mm -hmm. The day after New Year's. Huh? Yep, January 2nd. Um, okay. That was, and Glenn was like, all right, we're going to do this, this, and this. And I'm like, no. We are going to stand here, and we're going to draw, and we're going to shoot one shot. Because <laughs> we got to slowly, like, this was probably the longest time that we haven't shot 
in probably five years, like that off season, like we actually took an off season and like mom and dad's like, is your gun? I'm like, I don't know. I haven't touched a gun in like a month. I don't know. So we took an off season and then that first week back was just draws, transitions, splits, all of that. And so working on mostly for me, trigger control, where it was just basically all prepping the trigger, like first week, that's it. And I was like, I literally hate this so much, but Glenn's like, you have to do it. I was like, I don't so how long when did your off season start um no we shot the PCSL match end of November and then we I taught a class in Hawaii but I mean we shot 30 rounds there um that's pretty much it like it started end of November yeah Thanksgiving and then till the second so how much dry fire are you doing right now then to knock the rust off so what I'm personally doing, if I shoot PCC that day of practice, I'm gonna dry fire my carry optics gun that night that way because right now I'm oh, trying to okay. trying to keep up on both because I I do now have a present like a presence with PCC because people are oh, she took second at nationals and I wanna I wanna keep up my skill and but carry optics it's a lot harder to maintain with a pistol than a rifle so I'm trying to I'm trying to balance both right now and it's it's pretty challenging because of the differences with the trigger control and the draws are completely different the way you hold it is completely different but I'm trying to keep up both one I'm going to isolate that quote it's what? harder with carry optics than it is with a rifle it is you know what I tell people this all the time I say PCC is easier when you pick it up but that just makes everyone else that much better when they pick it up. Like, if I'm I'm a B-class pistol shooter, right? Okay, maybe when I pick up PCC, I'm still going to be B-class because everyone else just got that much better, you know? Like, right. Like, this, the everyone fighting, like, literally me, Scott, Todd Jarrett, like, we were within that much, and then Max just wiped us all away. But we were in that much. Like, so many people are just right there that it's, like... I mean, that's with all, all divisions, but specifically with me and PCC, it's just, like... So what do you what do you think is um, wow I just said brain fart um, we're t- the champ um, Nils no PCC Max. oh Max Max wow I'm gonna have to cut that part out <laughs> so Max doesn't shoot a whole lot of like area matches and other stuff like you barely ever see his name anywhere. But he comes and wins nationals every year. What do you think is his secret? Like I think that he trains. No, he's more he does not. He does not do training. No, but like he trains more than he shoots matches. He does. He does like matches for him. When you, when you, I feel like when you won nationals like him, everything. He's really focused right now on his PCSL. Yeah. That's a big thing. He wants to travel and he wants to do matches, but also he wants to like. Of course, he doesn't want to lose nationals. So I think he picks up the gun maybe a month before and does some dry fire with it. But that he's just so talented with that rifle. And when he when you have it ingrained as much as he does, he could do it with his eyes closed. Like it's incredible. And I think when you want it hard enough, a month for him, it's enough to get back on the horse and be the best. But wow. I'm incredibly jealous of him and his talent with PCC. But yeah, he's, like the he's put in the work in for a he lot is. of years. He's put the work in for a lot of years and nearly perfected the art of shooting PCC. And he can do it now. I mean, when you're that good and wipe everybody by 5%, right. what's the point of doing it when you can do that much, I guess? All right. 
touch the table with your shoes. Sorry. It's all right. notice what I'm doing. I'm just talking my hands. Yeah, as I'm playing with my glasses, so it's all good. Um, any new sponsors this year? As of right now, no. No. Okay. And Love the companies we work yeah. with. Yeah, we like okay. where we're at. We're in a really good place with all of our sponsors and our people right now. Okay. We were talking earlier, you and I coming up here, about uh, a fellow competitor who shoots an ungodly amount of ammunition a month. Mm -hmm. How much on average, when you're prepping for something like Carry Optics or even PCC Nationals, how many rounds a week are you looking at shooting? So... Like right now, practicing, just, just trying to get skill back, it's probably 200, 300 rounds a session. Um, when it's about two weeks out, like it, pro it ramps up because now we're doing more array work, movement work. Oh, okay. So it's, it's not just stand, deliver. It's, okay, shoot three targets here, run in, shoot these two on the move, reload, shoot these three, right? It's about so, 5,000 months. Yeah, so it gets bumped up higher. Um, I definitely shoot more rounds with my carry optics gun than I do with my PCC. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but I was really focused on open for last year's nationals, so I maybe shot... <laughs> I... For coming up on the Nationals, I made sure my gun sighted it in, and it ran, and that's it. Um, and to be honest with you, I think I really needed that break because I was hammering PCC so long for the whole entire year trying to get better that I really was forcing everything. Um, and then I took that break, and I came back, and just because I hadn't, I hadn't shot it so much, everything that was subconscious in my head just came out, and I think that really helped me a lot with last year's work. Now, I'm not going to test that theory again this year because I'm going to work again, right. but I am definitely going to shoot more, but I shoot a lot more with my pistols working up two matches versus my PCC. So now that you know you were forcing it, mm -hmm. are you going to take steps to prevent yourself? From yeah, that? so I'm, I'm trading off now, so I'm, I'm doing for every like two practice sessions with my C gun, CO gun, I'm doing one with my PCC. So it's, it's very back and forth, which a lot of people like say, like, you have to stick with one gun. But for me, if I, I get really critical about every little thing that may not even matter in, my, uh, in the long run. So if I pick one thing and stay with it for a while, I'll really start to force things, and then my performance decreases really fast. I noticed it mm. in 2021. I had the best performance, even better than Nationals at Utah State. And it was incredible. And turned around the next week in the Area 5 and tanked it. Just because I was like, I need to repeat that performance. I need to do everything perfectly. And it just created just this little monster in my head that did not help. Okay. So balance for me is the best way to do the best for myself. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Consistency. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> now, what about yourself? Are you... Are you focusing on primarily one thing, or are you I'm mixing? Because I pick up my single sack, my iron sights for IDPA because I don't have a dock gun uh, ready to shoot an IDPA as of right now. Um, so I'll pick up my single stack a couple days before an IDPA match, and I'll go shoot that. But I'm primarily focused on carry optics because I haven't shot it, and that's the way the industry is going is dots on uh, – handguns you can buy off the shelf so that's the way the industry's going and I just 
learning to adapt with the industry. <laughs> Even though I love my old school ways, my irons, um, I'm primarily focused on carry optics until June. And then after carry optics nationals, um, got to pick another dot gun, either the PCC or the open. And then after that, I'll uh, pick up my uh, my babies, my iron side guns. So you, you're basically breaking your down in your year into three parts. Basically, yes, that's what I'm doing. That's just okay. the way nationals kind of um, felt whatever USPSA nationals, wherever they set it up and where they fall, that's where I pretty much make my shooting year gun switching around. <clears throat> now, are you guys trying to fit in majors in between each of the nationals, nationals yes. to give you some practice with that gun in a major match? Yeah. Yeah. So we have, right now we have our schedule up till like September. Um, okay. So up till PCC yeah. Open Nationals. Don't ask okay. me what it is because no. I don't know it off the top of my yeah. head. Um, but we do have major matches lined up. Um, we have... We both have breaks uh, in our plan this year, okay. which I think is very important for because of how much we do shoot, how much we drive uh, the guns, and, and how much we do. Uh, breaks are really important, so this year we both have breaks planned in, which is really good for a reset button almost. A mid, like mine, hers is a little bit earlier than mid-year, mine's almost exactly mid-year, so a good reset button is good for... Okay, now I'm yeah. going to go full, full out, break, full out. We're trying to balance, like, also, like, our shooting lives and our personal lives now, too, um, because when we're, we found in the past when we do shooting full-time all year, we get burnt out and we don't want to do it anymore and stuff, and then, so now we're trying to find things to do outside of shooting. Like, I like to go country swing dancing, so I do that oh. a couple times a week now. That way I just break it up, and yeah. I'm going to a concert with my mother, and she's going to Greece with her boyfriend and his what? family, and I'm going, I'm going to Egypt with my mother, and trying to... Yeah, those are our breaks, by the way. Yeah, that's, those are our breaks. Wow. <laughs> so we're just trying to Greece find things and Egypt. outside okay. of shooting, that way we keep loving it and keep wanting to do it. All right, so sidetrack here. How, <laughs> how did you... Okay, I get Greece, because you're going with your boyfriend and his family. A cruise, yeah. Oh, a cruise. Yeah, oh, it's, okay. like, it's during my birthday, so they were like, you want to come with us? Like, you'd be a birthday present. And I was like, hey. It's like the best birthday uh, present no, ever. No, I don't want to go on cruise to Greece. Nobody <laughs> wants to I do that. First I said because I feel really bad that it's like their family vacation. But they're like, no, your family, come with us. And I was like, I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Now, how did you and your mom decide on Egypt? My mother's always loved ancient Egypt and loved the histories and everything. My mother is a huge history buff, um, and so I really connect with my mother on history because I love history, too. And she's part of all... This episode is brought to you by Hoist. Hoist, your IV-level rehydrating electrolyte blend of sodium, potassium, magnesium, and calcium. It's clinically proven to hydrate 110% faster than water. Chris Gelnett was on episode 63 and gave his own personal testimony. He had a bad experience with the heat at Area 8 in 2021 when temps were near 100 and the humidity was high. He was ready to quit with three stages to go. He had mentally checked out. Afterward, he listened to episode 48 with Rachel Trotta, decided to try hoist, bought a case off Amazon, started using it at locals and found, hey... I'm not fatigued at the end of the day. So he took it to Area 5, and at the end of the day, he was ready to shoot the match again. As a matter of fact, he even had a stage win 
on his last stage. Man, they have all the best flavors. They have watermelon, peach mango, dragon fruit, strawberry lemonade, grape, and I'm sure I'm missing a few. It's probably the only beverage that I've tried that I like all of the flavors. You can buy it either in a powder and mix it with water, or you can buy it pre-mixed, whichever way you prefer. But check it out, get hydrated, stay hydrated, use Casual Shooter and save 10% or be like Chris and have a recurring subscription and save 15%. All these Facebook groups and stuff and one of her mutual friends said she's going to Egypt on this um, on this trip with uh, this group and my mother found it. She's like, I want to do this. She told my dad, I want to do this. And my dad's like... This is your chance to do it, Jamie. You should totally do it. That's my mother's name. It's Jamie. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is your chance to do it, Jamie. And my mom's like, okay. So she was going to go by herself. And then she told the family, us. Um, and she's like, please, like, do you want to go? I was like, give me the night to think about it. Because it's like during, because it's in March. It's during the competition season. Um, and I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? This is a great opportunity to connect with my mom before I move. And because um, I'm going to move one day. Oh, okay. Or something. Because <laughs> when I turn 21, I can, I can move and right. take my guns with me and stuff. So I'm like, this is a good way for me to connect with my mom. And it's a great opportunity to see part of the world that I've never seen before. So. Moving back to Alaska? I wish. Uh, no, no. I, I really want to go to uh, Grand Junction, Colorado. Oh, okay. To the Cameo Shooting and Education Center. That's, that's kind of my dream right now. Now... Okay, you're also getting at that age where you have to start taking into consideration politics, mm -hmm. and the politics in Colorado are not getting better. Yeah. So has that figured into any of this? It, it has, and since I mainly shoot single stack, I'm not too worried about it and okay. the way the range and everything is. Um, I've talked to the range and... and the politicians and stuff in Grand Junction, sheriffs and everything. And um, from what I understand, it's going to get better. Well, and, and, the, and I say this because I know that they're like, they're introducing a bill to try to do away with AR style rifles, <laughs> which means PCC too. I imagine they would probably include enough stuff that if it is a semi-auto rifle of any type, then they would want to do away with it. That's why yeah. I'm, I'm kind the of range, asking. Um, the people at the range that are running the range, uh, they're trying to make the politicians understand that we should have um, like full capacity at the range because the people that go to the range, they're good, honest citizens. They want to go and shoot safely and enjoy the range right. and everything. So um, they're, they're fighting really hard and they're doing it, I feel like, in the right way. So, okay. um, and they've had the, I'm trying to think, a high up politician um, come out, I forgot who it was and what their exact title was, but um, go out to the range and experience it during a, a major match and see like what they're doing at the range and and how it's part of Kind of educate life. them a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's the biggest thing is just yeah. the education part. So it's, it's, I feel like it's heading in the right direction over there and they're doing a really good job at showing the range. Okay.
All right. No plans on moving anytime soon? Not until I'm old enough. She's only 18. <laughs> just turned 18, guys. <laughs> well, yes, this is true. But that makes you old enough. <laughs> I know. It makes me old enough to move just with because of, like, I do a lot of handgun shooting. Um, moving is not really in my park because I can't take my pistols with me. I mean, I can take my PCC. Mm, right. Well, maybe not, but I can take some stuff. But what I'm mainly doing right now, I... I'm choosing to stay home, especially since I'm starting up my new business. I need to get that grounded first. Oh, is this an instructional-based business? It is. Oh, um, what's the name of it? It's called Justine's Firearms Training. Okay. Very basic. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm hoping cute. that people will associate it with myself because that's the biggest thing uh, is where I, I grew up in the sport. I've been in it for nine years. I've learned from many different instructors, many different types and a lot of people don't know this, but I've been teaching for five years previously. I taught with Tactical Performance Center. I've taught with Glenn Wong, Shoot Mobetta. Um, so I've had a lot of teaching experience. Um, so now I've, I'm old enough now to have insurance and stuff. So now I decided like, it's time. It's time to run my own lines. It's time to teach my own students. And I have, I'm really excited about it because I, my biggest passion besides shooting is presenting knowledge in a way to where people understand it and it makes their life easier when it comes to shooting because if I can help someone with the light bulb go off with one little thing then I've done my job I've immediately just done my job and I like seeing people get excited about learning about making them better so okay that's me that see and I will say that's probably the one thing that people if people have difficulty teaching mm -hmm. that's it being able to connect to different people yeah, exactly because I've taught people to shoot mm -hmm. um, professionally. The Uncle Sam paid me to do it. And, but I've also trained paramedics and taught paramedics. Mm -hmm. And the biggest thing is what I find from my 30, 40 years in teaching is a lot of people don't understand how to be able to talk to a multitude of different people and be able to break it down so that each one of them can understand in the way they need to be able right. to understand it. people learn differently. And yes. we taught for TPC and we were, um, Ron Avery was training us and teaching us how to teach people. He was, Ron was amazing at being able to watch somebody shoot and then figure out and talk to them for five minutes and figure out exactly how they learn, exactly who they were, how they learned. And so we, before he died, we had the opportunity to train with him with that stuff. Okay. And it was an experience that I don't think we ever would have gotten without him. And now we possess that knowledge and everything, and now we get to apply it to our lives. And okay. help others do it, like he did. So you've started your training company. Yep. Are you starting a training company? Um, I am not as of right now. I really want to shoot and go on the com competition circuit full time. That's what I love doing. And even though I enjoy teaching and I know how to do it and I do it well, it's not what I want to do with my life as of right now. I want to. I want to shoot. I want to win. Okay. Oh, I like it. And she does too. She does too. She, yeah, I know. She's awesome at balance. That. She's awesome at balance. I don't balance. have to say it. I feel like everyone pretty much knows. <laughs> she loves. She loves to do all of it. But for me, I get very critical, and I like when I do something. I like to do it all the way, um, and I get very obsessive about it. So that's kind of. I'm doing right now is I'm being obsessive about my career and I'm gonna 
I'm going to make it go. Well, if you want to be at the top, you've got to be that way. you got to have the top mindset. <laughs> you do. You do. You have to be obsessive mm-hmm. about it. So nothing wrong with that at all. Well, ladies, I appreciate the conversation. Is there anything else you wanted to add, or are you, we good? Um, come say hi at us at the range. We're, yeah. We're super friendly. <laughs> That's pretty much Are we? Are we friendly? I hope we are. I think so. <laughs> On occasion when occasion. an older bald guy might walk up and say hello, you guys are like, who's this without guy? Without his glasses. Yeah. Without your glasses. You look different without your glasses. It's hard. When we're at SHOT Show and these conventions, it's hard to recognize people when they're outside of the range. It they happened. have their street clothes on. It's weird. It happened to me this morning. We were literally walking in, and we walked right past Scott Green, which, mind oh, wow. you, I've shot with him uh, with what? nationals the past three years in a row. I'm just going to remind you that. And just walk right he by. He literally <laughs> stops, hey, Julius, how you doing? Gives her a big hug and just walks right past me. And I'm like, hey, Scott, nice to see you too, bud. And he just turns and says, like, oh, my gosh, I didn't even recognize you. And I was just like, what? It's weird to recognize. Just like you don't have your gear on, you don't have your shooting clothes on, your hat, your glasses. It's weird. When I saw you look Jay like real people. yesterday at Walther, if you didn't know him and didn't know what he looked like, you would never know it was Jay Beal because he's just wearing a regular T-shirt and a ball cap, completely in disguise. Nobody <laughs> would know who he was. Yeah. So I totally People get it. People have their signature things. It's weird to recognize you without your glasses. <laughs> I don't know why. I just always see you with your glasses on. <laughs> yeah. And there was someone else that said the exact same thing. So see, it's it, not just It's us. all good. No. <laughs> and it was someone at Hornady. He's like, oh, I didn't recognize you without the glasses. I'm like, oh, that's exactly what Jay, Lisa, and Justine <laughs> just said. Yeah. So. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for the conversation. I appreciate it. And as usual, good luck this year. Thank Thank you. you. Good luck to you. Thanks. Until next time. Don't be a little bitch. Yeah.